Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Almighty and gracious God, as we gather to hear your word read and proclaimed, we've already sung your praises, offered our prayers. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our lives that we would be available to you, but transform our hearts, O Lord, so that we would leave this place not just hearers of your word, but doers of your word. In your son's holy name we pray, amen. In 1947, Jackie Robinson broke Major League Baseball's color barrier. The first African-American to play in Major League Baseball, it was an earth-shattering event. He inspired generations of ballplayers, not just with his skill, but with his perseverance, with his leadership was his desire to just play a good game of baseball. But despite all of that, what makes him more exceptional is that with all this pressure, all of the scrutiny, all of the discrimination, all of that, that he persevered, but it was what he wanted his life to be. You see, what he really wanted above anything else was just to play baseball and to make the world a better place for everyone around him. On his tombstone, there are these words of his that are etched. A life that is not, a life is not important except for the impact it has on others. A life is not important except for the impact it has on others. You see, he lived his life that way. He lived his life to impact it, to impact the world around him, not for his own aggrandizement, but for the sake 
of everyone with whom he came in contact. He lived that way, but he challenged the world to live that way as well. Today we observe All Saints Day. It's a time of remembering. Just a few minutes ago, we read the names of friends, family members, church members, who over the past year have left the church militant and joined the church triumphant. We remember their goodness. We remember as their names were read, something about each of those people that we knew sparked in our heads. And we realized that while they no longer are amongst us on earth, that they surround us in spirit. As we remember them, we also remember dear, one, dear ones of years past who have gone on to greater glory and walk on heavenly shores, not earthly ones. You see, they are never really far from us. We remember them, we remember their hopes and their dreams, their words and lives of encouragement. We remember their legacy. And these moments of remembering, we recognize that we have been truly blessed to be known and to know these people, have been truly blessed to be surrounded by their lives. And so today, as we think of those who walk with God, we cannot help but remember their hopes and dreams. You see, this congregation, its very self, is built on their hopes and dreams. You think back to our history, back to the Great Depression, just as it was beginning with all the economic headwinds, plans have been made to build this church and to build one right here in Winston-Salem. And we could have said, oh, wait, we've got to hold off. Now's not the right time. But what did they say? What did the saints of the church say? They said, oh no, we still build. Not only did they say that we will still build, but we're gonna build what we've envisioned. We're not gonna cut it back, we're not gonna make it smaller, we're not gonna build somewhere where it might be just a hair cheaper. No, we're gonna build this church right here in the center, center of Winston-Salem, right here, so that we can recognize that our mission is to guide, our mission is to influence, our mission is to be in ministry right here in our city. So the saints of the church didn't want to build anything smaller either because they realized we want to build something big, something wonderful, so that when you walk in, you are brought into the awe and majesty of a relationship with God. But more importantly than that, it wasn't just all about the awe and majesty that this space brings, it was about the room that it would provide. Because some might, have been, some might have said, we shouldn't build one that's so big because we're not that big of a congregation. But look where their hopes and dreams were. Their hopes and dreams were to build a sanctuary that would be full one day, full of people worshiping and praising God, full of people experiencing the joy of the kingdom of saints. Their dream continues this day. You see, their hopes and dreams continue this day as we remember Remember their intentionality, those who have gone before us in encouraging growth and invitation, those that have gone before us that wanted us to invite people in so that they would experience the goodness that you and I know in this place. But see, their hopes and dreams just weren't about the building either. They weren't just about discipleship and faith. There were hopes and dreams about helping at-risk students who were struggling to make it in a world, but knowing how important education was. 
You see, their hopes and dreams that we remember this day were about caring for women and children and the poor in our community, caring for everyone that we come in contact with so that they just might get ahead in life. What we do in here on All Saints Day is we remember those hopes and dreams. We celebrate them and we hold them close to our hearts. But we don't just remember hopes and dreams, we're also surrounded by these saints, by their hopes and their dreams, but more importantly, by their words of encouragement. You see, look at the stained glass windows, they tell the stories of our faith, but don't just look at the windows, look at the names at the bottom. See, the families that wanted those names there, they thought of those people as being mentors in faith, people that would guide us, whose stories and whose lives have impacted theirs. And so they're surrounding us each and every week, compelling us to answer God's call upon our lives, compelling us to be better people, compelling us to run the course of faith. The pews where we sit, oh, today they're our seats. But you know how we are. We all sit in the same seats every week. Trust me, you do because that's how I get to know who you are, so don't start mixing it up now. But we sit in the same seats, and so when someone leaves here and joins the heavenly kingdom, for a brief moment in time, their pew is empty. And we remember that. That was so-and-so's seat. Oh, we can't sit here. This is such-and-such a seat. And see, when we remember those stories, we remember who they are, they have not left us, and yet they surround us, and we remember something about them that encourages us to be present, encourages us to be active, encourages us to live out the gospel message. See, their spirits encourage us to love our neighbor, to preach the gospel, to sing praises for all the world to hear. Their spirits encourage us to soak up the most of every moment and celebrate life to its fullest. Their kind words that we remember as we think of them, the stories they would tell, the little tricks that they had in life, that they imparted to us. The wisdom that they gave, such as family first. Ma the things that matter most are the things which we should focus your life upon. Those pieces of wisdom we still hear in our heads and they encourage us to hold them close, encourage us to live them as we remember our saints. But their encouragement doesn't go but stop there. It encourages us to keep pressing forward. Encourages us too to live our lives, to witness our faith, to be the people that God has called us to be. They encourage us to raise each other up and hold each other high, even in our weakest moments, because that's what they did for us. And so today, as we remember, we remember not only their hopes and dreams with their encouragement, but we also recognize that we are heirs. We are heirs to their legacy. We've inherited that which they held so close and so sacrosanct. In this sanctuary, they heard lessons of faith and Christ's teachings, and they were summed up simply in the words of our scripture today. Love your God with all your heart, all your might, and love your neighbor as yourselves. You see, in their legacy, the legacy that they've given to us as a congregation, to us as individuals, they gave sacrificially, they lived and loved relentlessly 
They fed the hungry. They housed the homeless. They cared for the sick. They had compassion for the dying. They held each person so close as a child of God. And see, that's the legacy provided for us in this place. A legacy where we love God to the fullest and love our neighbor as ourselves. So today, as we remember the saints of our church who no longer walk with us, but walk with God, as we remember them, we realize that they loved this church They loved their God. They loved each and every one of us for just who we are. They wanted to bring out the best in us. And it's in these moments that we realize that their lives have meaning because they impacted our lives. But this communion of saints that surrounds us even in this place today, whose words and songs echo in the heavens of this sanctuary, they have left things in our hands. They have said to us, it's your turn. And so the mantle is upon our shoulders. The challenge is before us. And so on this All Saints Sunday, I hope that we will honor them and we will remember them and that we will set our hopes and dreams for our congregation. That we'll set our hopes and dreams for a time even beyond our own lives. So that the praises that we sing in the sanctuary that echo all around these walls, that they spill out of the doors and out in the community and people are asking, what is happening in that place? We want to be a part of that, the joy and the excitement that is there. Because when we answer and anchor our lives on those hopes and dreams, then we've caught a bit of theirs. But our hopes and dreams are a vision beyond our lives where these pews are filled each and every Sunday, where we realize the dream that when the cornerstone of this place was laid, that it might be reached and fulfilled in our lifetime. And that God's word thunders not only in the sanctuary, but thunders in our hearts and out of the community by the way that we live our lives. But as we set those hopes and dreams for a vision beyond ourselves, we also set our lives in encouragement. We encourage each other to grow and to learn the faith. We encourage each other to hear God's call upon our lives, but not only to hear it, but to answer it to dig deep in our hearts and to figure out what it is that God is calling each of us to do and then encourage each other to do it. And then to persevere. To persevere over the good times and the bad because no matter what, God is with each and every one of us. To remember those words of encouragement that carried us and that we are to offer those as well. And finally, as we take upon the mantle of the saints, we realize that our legacy has been passed to us. To love God relentlessly, to love God in this sanctuary, to worship God and sing God's praises for all the world to hear. But to do the most loving thing for each other. To do the most loving thing for God, to do the most loving thing for our church, because that's what loves God and honors God the most. And then finally, to love our neighbors, to love our neighbors deeply, to love them who recognize that all people are God's children, no matter whom we run in contact with today, that each person is a child of God, a part of our family, that we're all equal in the eyes of God and we're all in need of God's grace, that no matter what missteps we make in life, no matter what shortcomings we have, everyone, each and every one of us, you and me, are all in need of God's grace 
And then what would it look like if we shared that grace with the world? You see, if we do that, if we live our lives that way, then our lives will impact the lives of our community, impact the lives of our world, will impact everything that goes on around us. And isn't that all that matters? Isn't that what we learned from the communion of saints? So in a few minutes, we will come forward to the table of our Lord. And as we do so, as we look at these candles here on the rail, as we look at them, they represent life. Life that marked our lives. Lives that showed you and I how to live and how to be. And as we come forward, let us realize that we now are the living embodiment of the lights that we see. And that our calling is to love our God with all our heart, all our might, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Because that's what they wanted for us. And that's what they've given to us. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.